Reductionist Radio presents The War Room, where we discuss tactics for strategic Christian living. Mighty Lord, extend your kingdom, be the truth with triumph crown. Let the lambs that sit in darkness hear the glorious gospel sound. If I profess with the loudest voice and the clearest exposition every portion of the truth of God except precisely that little point which the world and the devil are at that moment attacking, I am not confessing Christ however boldly I may be professing Christianity. Where the battle rages, the loyalty of the soldier is proved, and to be steady on all the battlefield besides is mere flight and disgrace to him if he flinches at that one point. This quote is commonly attributed to Martin Luther. Welcome to The War Room. This is Jason Sanchez, and I have a special report to give you with John Andrew Reasoner, having to do with the ballot initiative to abolish and criminalize abortion in the state of Oklahoma. John is an Oklahoma native, a preacher's kid, a member of Door of Hope Church in Norman, Oklahoma. For the last few years, he has been a member of the Abolitionist Society of Norman and is an occasional blogger at the AHA blog, along with his personal blog, to pay the bills, John is a home builder. Brother, welcome to the War Room. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me on, Jason. You got it, brother. I wanted to bring you on here so that you could explain to us what's going on in the state of Oklahoma. I want you to give me the, the background, what led to this initiative uh, being turned in to the legislature. And uh, so we could start there. Just give me a little background as to how did this get going, uh, you know, and how did it come about? Sure, absolutely. Uh, well, the the chief end of the abolitionist movement, and uh, specifically the Abolitionist Society of Norman and the, the other Oklahoma societies, was to uh, glorify God and to call men to, to repent, all men everywhere to repent. And we've been doing that, um, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and calling individuals to repent, uh, being faithful to the local abortion mills, um, being out in the public. What we haven't done as much is directly call the government to repent. So one thing that we really wanted to do was think about how can we call our magistrates to repent directly. And one way to do that was through a ballot initiative, knowing that it would get um, you know, challenged, know that it would be protested, but to really put a, uh, a bill right in front of their faces that actually established justice and actually treated abortion as murder. Amen. So, um, that was the idea and the thought process, and over the last few years, God's really blessed the abolitionist movement and uh, brought a lot of churches along, a lot of individuals along, and we've come to a point where we felt like we could get together a, a group of us. Uh, it was about maybe 150 to 175 people this uh, last week or so to come on board and uh, help us really spread this idea around. So it's it's a ground up movement. It's it's the way we we interpose and and really it's bringing in the doctrine of the lesser magistrate 
into action, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. Because uh, ultimately, we know, and especially in Oklahoma, our Supreme Court is actually more liberal than the United States Supreme Court. So in Oklahoma, nothing good gets past our Supreme Court. Wow. Uh, our Supreme Court won't support uh, good grassroots Christian initiatives because it's more liberal than the United States Supreme Court. Um, so ultimately, we know that in Oklahoma, we're going, we're going to have to defy the courts. We're going to have to um, call upon the legislature, the, the governor, um, mayors, sheriffs, everyone to uphold God's law. And, you know, secondly, also hold, uphold the, the United States Constitution, which also guarantees, guarantees life. So, yeah, it's absolutely a lesser magistrate's idea. Right. And now I've heard that Oklahoma is supposed to be one of the, the largest pro-life states. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that is correct. And um, so in Oklahoma, what it, what's, it's meant to be pro-life is that we have a lot of pro-life regulations and restrictions. Uh, we have a lot of individuals in the state that uh, consider themselves pro-life. We still have uh, roughly 6,000 babies murdered in our state every year. So if that's what it means to be a pro-life state, we want to change that idea. Like, what does it mean for Oklahoma to actually abolish abortion and to um, really start contrasting the idea of regulating abortion that has shown itself ineffective over the last 40-plus years and showing them true justice and abolition. Yeah, so we have 6,000 casualties of war every year because pro-lifers are compromising and they're not uh, calling for the, the total abolition and they just keep trying to chip away while babies are being slaughtered and, uh, and, and image bearers of God are being just destroyed. So it's not working. And I, and I thank God for what you guys are doing out there. And I think everybody needs to put their support behind you guys uh, we may not be able to be there in person, but we can start taking back that narrative, right? And start uh, speaking about what's happening and, and, and spreading the word. And that's why I want you to come on here, brother, because I, it needs to get out. And it's not getting out as much as it should be outside of the state of Oklahoma. But I know God is, is starting a revival from the ground up, and I, and I love you guys for doing that. Um, now, the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate, it has to do with the lower magistrate, so somebody that's in office, interposing and pushing back against the the unjust laws that are coming down. Are you able to tell us uh, some inside stuff that's happening in there? I know that you guys have been able to speak to numerous senators there. Can you flesh that out for us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one way where we've been able to uh, teach the doctrine of the lesser magistrates and teach about uh, lower magistrates upholding justice and God's law has been in our court hearings. Um, so we put forth this ballot initiative petition. So it's a legal petition that if we get 125,000 signatures, it can get on our ballot to be voted for by the Oklahoma people. Well, it was immediately protested by the ACLU, our, um, our friends who really care about liberty, mm -hmm. right? Um, so that went to the United States, not the United States Supreme Court, the Oklahoma Supreme Court. And we sat in with um, in court and the ACU lawyers came in and they made a case saying that this petition to ban abortion was repugnant to the Constitution. Mm. And the reason why is because they're going off of classic case law uh, court precedents. They say it's repugnant to the Constitution because that's what Roe Ro v. Wade 
and Casey versus Planned Parenthood as established. So um, Russell, uh, Russell Hunter, my friend, and Matt Bodenhammer, they were able to present a case uh, against this protest, and it was historic case. I'm sorry, it was an historic argument. Uh, it was a constitutional argument and also some case law on it. And they presented the idea that they had a, a duty and a obligation and also the ability to defy the higher United States Supreme Court. And they were able to make that case to a referee of the Oklahoma Supreme Court. And right now, we don't know if it's going to get struck down or not. It's currently in review. But it was it was amazing sitting in the courtroom seeing that and uh, the referee. Um, my friends, they're not lawyers at all. So they're, they're going in there. Uh, unprofessional, <laughs> yeah. going up against paid ACLU smug lawyers. And they are the cartoon smug lawyers right um and the referee of the not the um, oklahoma supreme court he said uh something like wow this is a you're playing in somebody else's ballpark but you're doing really good i think he was a little surprised that these guys came in here and gave such a strong case um and this was classic you know united states constitution ideas um principles of 99 nullification classic ideas that if any uh, magistrate across the United States is defying the highest law of the land, which is the United States Constitution of the land, at least, then they have the right and the duty to defy that. Um, of course, we believe that there's a higher law above that, God's law. So we also proclaim that. But they're in defiance of the law of the land, but also God's law. Amen. Yeah, it, it's, it's beautiful to hear that uh, those two guys went in there just with the power of the Holy Spirit. It reminds me of Paul standing before Agrippa or, or Caesar, just with the power of the Holy Spirit and, and speaking boldly to the magistrate. It's a beautiful thing. Can you uh, paint the picture? Uh, you said you were inside the courtroom. Uh, just paint the picture going in there. I'm sure you guys were a little nervous, as you guys are not lawyers, uh, but going in there and speaking boldly to the judge. Can you just paint that picture and, and how it went back and forth a little bit more? The room could only hold about 30 people, so... We, we packed it out with people, and of course we were quiet and, and respectful. But um, the ACLU lawyers came in, and as I said, they were kind of smug, and you know they're the professionals. They came in and gave their presentation, and then um, the referee he was joking with us a little bit. He was polite, and but I don't necessarily think he was actually on our side. Mm -hmm. Now he was surprised by Russell's defense. And um, as I said, it was constitutional, historic, biblical case law thrown in there as well. Very thorough and quite a, a clever defense of our ability to petition the mm -hmm. people of Oklahoma. And this is just a basic First Amendment right. And that's kind of the interesting thing is that uh, they're essentially saying we can't petition the state of Oklahoma if we already disagree with the law. So, I mean, you guys have been planning this for a while. How long has this been in the making? Uh, several months now, I think we started seriously planning the conference and uh, the ballot initiative, I think, uh, last fall. So we've been planning it for a while and doing a lot of research into law. And um, Yeah. Well, it's it, it, from what I see from the outside, it's, it's very well planned. I mean, even from all the activities that you guys are engaging in this last week, it's been, what, a week already now? Yeah, it's been, um, we started, let's say, uh, Friday. So, Friday, yeah, okay. Almost. 
almost a week. Uh, can you talk about that? What's been going on outside the courthouse? I'm sure you guys have gone to the abortion mill and uh, right. done different uh, agitation and things like that. Can you can you give us a little rundown what the week has looked like for you guys? I'm sure you guys are tired, been super busy. Flesh that out for us. Right, absolutely. I'm running on coffee right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm, I'm, I'm a little slow. You're but, great, uh, bro. We've been, we've been doing a lot of the, the basic um, abolitionist kind of stuff. We've been dropping material. We've been has, passing out material. Um, we've been talking to people in public with our uh, our clipboards and our petitions. And ultimately, I mean, what, what we're doing is we're trying to use the petition as a, um, a tool to educate people and to share the gospel with them. Hmm. And so that's been going on throughout all the week. And that's been one thing that's been very encouraging to me coming up to coming up on conversations with someone and you think they're going to be talking about politics and they're talking mm-hmm. about obedience and faith and the repentance. Amen. And that happens over and over and over again. So that was really encouraging. But probably the biggest thing that's happened this week, and this is something we didn't plan on, uh, was we have been able to get into contact with an Oklahoma senator. Uh, he's a young man. Uh, he just a, He's a little bit older than me, but he's a younger senator. <laughs> And um, he has seen some of our material, and he has talked to a friend of ours who's a conservative lobbyist, and he wants to abolish abortion. Amen. Like, actually abolish abortion. Now, the senator, he has a heartbeat bill, and the heartbeat bill is a very compromised regulationist bill. It essentially says you can't kill the child if there's a heartbeat, but then there's all sorts of other exceptions and all these exceptions are all the typical things that women get abortions for. Um, so things like health of the mother, and I don't want to sound, uh, sound cold, but this is just a checkbox. All they have to do is check on a box and they're allowed to have an abortion. Now we've been able to speak with them and sit in an office with him and his eyes are just open and you can see him repenting. You can see him Mm. coming to like understand, wow, this is actually very unprincipled and we've been playing their game too long. Mm-hmm. And so he guts his regulationist bill and he's inserted our language. He's inserted the proper definitions of conception uh, from fertilization, not implantation. Uh, he's inserted justice. So it's no longer just um, like a penalty or civil penalty. It's actually considered murder. Right. And, um, He's putting that forward. He's going to file it. And I just want to really stress like how unprecedented this is. Uh, this is a complete abolitionist bill that a member of the Oklahoma legislature is going to be able to uh, uh, put forward for a, a uh, Congress vote. I'm sorry, a Senate vote. And that just doesn't happen. And so we're very, very blessed about that. And the only way this would have came about um, is if we went ahead with our petition initiative. So we were trying for the petition initiative, and it was protested by lawyers. But because of that, we've been able to speak with this uh, young senator who's going to be very, very bold and do something that could actually greatly harm his career and, and uh, put forth absolute abolition, like actually establishing justice. And that's that's just absolutely remarkable. Amen. Praise God. So they meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And, uh, you know, those, those... Absolutely. Those secret things belong to the Lord, and and we are you guys are being obedient and going forth, and and God is doing marvelous things there. Praise God, man! That's that's great to hear. And uh, 
is, can you give the name of that uh, senator yet, or is it still something you guys want to keep back for right now, uh, just for prayer uh, purposes? Sure, sure. Uh, his name is Joseph Silk. Joseph Silk. So that's part of the doctrine of the lesser magistrate. When a lesser magistrate steps up, all of the people need to rally behind him. So I think we all need to show our support for uh, Joseph Silk, you said? Yes, that's yeah. right. Okay, Joseph Silk. And uh, so all of you guys listening out there, if you guys can, reach out to him. Uh, call his office, send him letters, uh, use social media to show your support for, for this brother because it's he's going to be attacked. We know that's going to happen. And so right. we all need to, to rally behind him now. He's the man that God has placed there at this time in history. And like you said, John, this is a historic thing that's happening there in the state of Oklahoma. And I truly pray that it starts there and it spreads across this nation. And... Um, it can happen. You know, we've had over 40 years of indoctrination of the pro-life movement and, and it's compromise and it's neutrality. And uh, we have to start taking that narrative back. And you guys have done that and done an excellent job about it. But it needs to spread to the rest of evangelicalism, uh, to the Reformed faith. And we need to actually walk, walk in those works. So I think this is, this is an awesome time to be living here and to be used by the Lord, and I thank you guys for doing that. What What are some practical and tactical things that uh, the body of Christ at large can engage in to help this initiative get on the ballot? What can we do? Sure. Um, well, because our initial legal petition was challenged, and because of a lot of bureaucracy in the state of Oklahoma, we couldn't actually circulate the legal petition, but instead we just did an informal petition. And um, the reason why this is important is that whenever Joseph Silk is able to present his bill of abolition, he's going to be able to say, these thousands and thousands of people support me. These mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of people support this. So it's very important for the online petition to get out, for people to sign it, even if they're not Oklahoman residents. So that's just like a very, very practical thing that everyone can do and only takes a minute. Um, honestly, just like pray. Mm. Um, like the power of prayer is real and the whole point of this is to glorify God and if we're not in prayer and if we're not personally holy then I don't know how we're going to expect God's blessing um, also talk to your pastors talk to your friends talk to your families because uh, you know this is starting in Oklahoma and maybe this gets uh, gutted and put to the side maybe we have to reintroduce it next year um, I don't know. It's in God's hands, but this can happen in all states across America. So we can replicate what's going on in Oklahoma and other places. We just have to do the work. Can you talk a little bit about that replication? How could somebody, uh, say here in California or any other state in this nation, do what you guys did? What are the steps, if you sure. can, just practice, you know, just a few steps that we can do to start thinking about it and, and acting on it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, in California, California and places like California, it's going to be really challenging, and uh, there's a lot of work to do. But one of the biggest things to do is just educate people, um, educate Christians. Obviously, you need to talk to pro-choice people. You need to talk to atheists and proclaim the gospel to them. But you also really need to stress the importance of educating Christians. Now, these aren't evil, wicked people all the time. They just need education. They need to be brought along. They're trying to do the best they can, and they think that's okay when they actually need to be proclaiming the truth boldly, all of the truth. So just getting to the churches, uh, getting to the people, teaching them about 
the unprincipled nature of regulationist bills, how the pro-life industry has been ineffective and just been a pawn of the GOP and um, getting that information out. Also, like lobbying your senators, lobbying your representatives. I know that sounds really boring and it really is. Um, I've been doing some of that this week and um, it's not the funnest, but just planting the seed in their head that they can actually defy the courts, Hmm. like planting the seed in their head that it is American, that it is constitutional and it's godly to stand up to these tyrants to establish justice and interpose for the uh, unborn. That's right. Yeah, we have to start uh, teaching our children, the next generation, that it's okay to disobey unjust laws. And that we, we should not be handing over our children to Caesar for indoctrination at these uh, state schools. We need to start taking back education, which is the foundation of all of this stuff that's happening. It's because we've given up our children. And my, my generation, your generation, and the next generation, they have been uh, indoctrinated by, by the state. And so Absolutely. we yeah. need to take that back. And, and you guys do that uh, as part of your ministry as abolitionists. Uh, I, I think you guys call it the front lines. Uh, you go to the high schools, to the elementary schools, uh, or, or can you explain that, how, how you guys go about doing that? Sure, sure. Um, just kind of some of our insider terminology. We, we call the the abortion mills like the final lines, because that's going to be your last chance to actually call out someone. Um, we call the schools the front lines, because this is, this is the places where they're being indoctrinated by the state, they're being taught humanism, they're being taught evolutionism. They're being taught everything that God hates. And this is exactly exactly the place where these kids are growing up um, into defying God. They're turning into individuals that are going to grow up to defy God. And they're already doing it. We see, child, we see children at the abortion clinic mm-hmm. all the time. High yep. school students, junior high students, they're getting abortions because they're having sex. And that's just the reality of it. So we, we go out to high schools and we, um, we'll bring out graphic images and we'll talk to them. We'll give them information and we'll share the gospel with them. Because the sad reality is like the, the state certainly isn't and, I, and the, their parents aren't either. Right. And um, you really brought up a, a great point with the public education, obviously. Yeah. Um, something that I've thought about is I think this, this fight against abortion is going to be a long one. And I, I believe God is good and I'm optimistic. Um, but whenever abortion is abolished in this nation, I, I want to see who the real abolitionists are. Are they going to put up their swords and go away? Or are they going to go off to the, to the next thing and fight public education or fight something else? And we, all, we need to be fighting all these things, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, it's not the only thing, that's for sure. Right. Like, for instance, Tennessee right now is going through a similar thing with uh, the protection of marriage. So we should be praying for them, too. You know, like you said, the battlefield is, is, uh, is broad. There are many battles to be fought. There are many things that need to be put under the feet of Christ. Uh, but one thing we know is that they will all be put under the feet of Christ one day. And Amen. so uh, we are, I, I know you're a Christian reconstructionist as well, right, John? Yes, absolutely. So, so uh, we, we, uh, we have a lot of work to do within the church as well. We have a lot of work to take that narrative back within the church and uh, start living the life of a Christian instead of just talking about the life of a Christian. Brother, thank you so much for this time. Uh, is there anything else you want to say? Is there any websites you want to point to? Any other information you want to give to the people out there? Check out www.abolishabortionok.com. That's going to be for our petition. And um, 
just for more about the movement at large, just www.abolishhumanabortion.com. Check that out. Check us out on Facebook. If you have any questions, I'm an um, administrator on the Facebook page, and I also get the email, so I'll personally answer your questions, and uh, we just love to hear from you and to have your help. Amen, brother. Thank you so much, John, and I really appreciate it, and send my regards to the brothers out there, and uh, we're going to be praying for you guys. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Jason. Take care, brother. Thank you for joining us in the War Room. Please enjoy The Nation's Rage, Psalm 2, by my soul among lions. Wow.